Welcome, everyone, to Rock Zone 360. My name's Bob, and I'm your host. We've got a special edition interview for you, and we'll get to it right after this. Hey, everybody. I've got a little hidden secret for you. B.I.G., Big corner store and drive-thru here in Newark, Ohio. The little store with a big heart for Newark. Located at 126 South 2nd Street. And let me tell you, they've got you covered all the way around. Pop, snacks, ice cream, beer, cigarettes, ice, convenient foods, fishing bait, and a whole lot more. And guess what? They've got Sunday liquor too. That's right, Sunday liquor. Not only that, but they have a kitchen that's open serving hot dogs, conies, Cream chicken sandwiches, pizza, wings, and fresh salad and subs are coming soon. Now, you can call and order ahead of time at 740-670-9834. That's 740-670-9834. They're open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 9 to 10, and Sunday, 10 to 5. That's B.I.G., Big Corner Store and Drive-Thru in Newark. Summer's coming, and there's two things that you have to do. Stay healthy and stay cool. And there's one place to do that, Downtown Fruit Passion. That's right, Downtown Fruit Passion. They offer organic salads, organic smoothies, bubble tea, and so much more. But fruit bowls is their passion. Organic, healthy, protein-packed choices that are clean and good for everyone. And they have two locations to serve you. One at 207 West Main Street in Lancaster, Ohio. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, Saturday, 9.30 to 6.30, and Sunday, 12 to 6. And the newest location at 4 North Park Place in Newark, Ohio. Open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, Saturday, 9.30 to 6.30, and Sunday, 12 to 6. Downtown Fruit Passion. It's not just the good thing to do, it's the healthy thing to do, too. Please welcome singer-songwriter, multi-Grammy Award winner, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Great, I'm doing well. Hey, you've got a big week coming out. Uh, both things coming out on Friday. It's kind of a funny thing, because after Friday, it's going to feel really strange, because I will have told a lot of stories that people um, will not have known about me. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see if I'm walking down the street on Saturday, anybody throws like a tomato at me or comes over and hugs me and says, you're going to be okay. <laughs> well, Cheryl, not that you've ever been out of the spotlight. But how does it feel to be thrust, you know, deeply back into the spotlight? It feels different. You know, um, when I was approached about doing a documentary, I didn't really want to do it because I felt like, well, you know, it's kind of all out there. And documentaries are typically done when somebody's already gone on. And sure. I felt like, gosh, I've got a, a lot more living and a lot more writing and recording to do. But, you know, in reflection, there's 30 or 40 years of real you know, real hardcore living um, that is my story. You know, I was a school teacher. I waited tables. I went on the road with Michael Jackson. I came back and, and nobody signed me to a record deal. So I went back to waiting tables, made my first record, you know, when I was 28 or 29 and already had a fully realized life and, and, and then became well known and, um, you know, had to really endure a lot of sexism in, in my business, which is obviously music. And, you know, had some really hard challenges from cancer to ageism to, I mean, it's just, it's all in there. And I wanted to be able to tell the story of the person and not the celebrity. You know, you mentioned a hesitancy in doing this projects that you're doing. And I know there's a lot of memories in a 30 year career like you have. 
And I know that your manager pushed you a little bit in the, the direction of doing it, but what was the pivotal moment that made you actually decide, yeah, this is the time and this is what I want to do now? Well, I mean, honestly, I had some encouragement from younger artists. I mean, Brandy Carla was really, you know, she, she was one of the people that said, you have to do this. And her story is, is in the documentary, but she had told me that story long before about how she was in the audience at Lilith and um, that I had been an artist that made her want to do what she's doing. And for me, there were a lot of women that I had that same experience with from Stevie Nicks to Carol King, um, who sort of not only paved the way, but kind of um, sort of gave me a ticket out of my hometown in, in some ways, you know, I'm from a tiny town in the middle of nowhere and I poured over those records and I wanted to be like them and I could play by ear and started getting into all this music and, and I found myself in it and I just followed that dream. At some point in your career, I had heard that you mentioned that you looked up to Bonnie Raitt, a great guitar player, great artist, by the way. Um, she had, uh, she was at the forefront of her band for her whole career and she always had a complete male backing band. Well, how do you uh, feel about the people around the country and around the world actually wanting to follow in your footsteps and be the female and take the lead in, in what they're doing? It's, it's the highest compliment, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always really humbled and it's very emotional as well. You know, um, it's, it has meant so much to me to um, have the people that ushered me in, um, you know, support me. And then to be able to do that for younger artists is, I mean, that's really what it's all about, isn't it? You, you hope that you're writing songs that are like the ones that meant so much to you. And um, we played Bonnaroo a few years ago. In fact, it's in the documentary. And I, I was really worried when I saw, looked out there on, on, in the field that no one was going to come. Cause you know, I've been around so long and I think of Bonnaroo as being for all these young people and, Sure enough, when we walked out, it was just a sea. It was packed and all these young people singing the lyrics to these songs that were older than them. And just knowing that a lot of these songs were the soundtrack to their lives. Um, and, and that means a lot, you know. Well, being around for a long time, you know, in your case, as well as so many others, I mean, who wouldn't want to see you on a festival? You know, at least in my mind. It's an incredible thing to be a legacy artist. But at the same time, it's also... Like, ah, you're a legacy artist, you know, um, it means you, sure. you, you haven't gone away. And for me, you know, I look at people like Robert Plant, who I do feel like is just making some of his greatest music. And I feel that way about writing and recording now. I feel like I'm so inspired. And I have so much more to do. And it's kind of liberating knowing that I'm not trying to get on very youthful radio, but that I can still do what I'm doing and be pumped up about it. Well, we're all aware of, you know, your big hits and everything. And, and But I have a feeling that in between your major hits, kind of the deep cuts that you had, had a personal meaning or personal feeling or attachment to you. Now, if I'm wrong, tell me. But that's just the feeling I get from uh, some of the music that I listen to of yours. I'm always really, you know, I've, I've, I've sort of announced I'm not making albums anymore, um, that I like the immediacy of writing a song and putting it out especially if it has some sort of social commentary, but I tell young artists all the time, make albums and, and know that the, the songs that make the radio are not necessarily going to be your favorite songs. And they're not necessarily going to be the songs that tell the story of who you are. Mm 
um, that it's the deep cuts, it's the album cuts that you write and that invariably somebody will come up to you in a Starbucks and say, that song told my story or meant so much to me. And I have quite a few of those. You know, I have a song called Weather Channel that was written at this sort of deepest, darkest moment for me. Um, and I joke around about how it's just this really sweet song about suicidal tendencies. But I mean, it's, you know, everybody has low lows and it's it's learning how to navigate those low lows, how to get out of them. Um, a, a song like Redemption Day was so personal for me. And then ultimately Johnny Cash heard it and he recorded it. And then I got to use his vocal on threads and create a new version of it. And, and the lyrics still hold meaning for me. You know, they still tell the story about why we go into some countries and why we don't um, to help the people or to protect them. Mm -hmm. So you get those nuggets all through your career um, and they may not be the successful ones, but they're, they're the ones that you scratch your head and go, where did that come from? Well, obviously, Cheryl, this documentary goes over, you know, your, your high times and everything, but I feel also that there's a point where you're, you're getting into the, the darker side and, and, did you feel, um, what did you feel like when you were piecing these things together and like reliving those moments? It was, it was kind of surreal. I mean, honestly, um, I chose a, a fantastic director in Amy Scott, whose documentary about Hal Ashby, I just loved. And I, I trusted her. And I, I loved her artistic choices that she'd done on that documentary. And I felt like I was in safe hands. There were probably seven or eight other documentaries that landed on the cutting room floor. I mean, there's a huge world of experiences out there that didn't make the cut. And she and her team were really careful and, and also very intuitive about the story they felt like was the most important to tell. And some of those stories were hard to tell. You know, um, I told her in the beginning, I don't want to make a documentary that's just a retrospective on all the hits and all the accolades and, um, you know, and all the awards and all that. I wanted to tell the story about the person. Um, and, and in the end, even though it was kind of hard to go back through a lot of that and tell those stories, cause they're stories I've never told, it feels good, you know, because I know that those stories are not relegated to just my experience. Women all over the world are in situations that are uncomfortable, but at least now they're given an opportunity to speak their truth, um, and not be vilified. And, you know, women all over the world are getting older and kind of being disqualified from getting a seat at the table. And, you know, a lot of what I'm going through and have been through are the stories of a lot of women. Uh, well, good luck with everything, the book, the uh, the album, or I mean, I'm sorry, the documentary, the album, the soon to come out book. And uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk with us today. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I felt that was a very entertaining interview with Cheryl Crow. The album coming out, the book coming out, uh, go check them out. I'm sure it'll be interesting and very entertaining as well. We'll be right back. You know, my longtime listeners, I know one of the reasons you guys follow me is because, you know, I got you covered where music's concerned. Front to back, whatever it is, I got you covered. You know that. Well, let me tell you, somebody else has got you covered. Nader's Insurance in Newark, Ohio. They're the leading provider of insurance policies for clients in Central and Southeastern Ohio, including all of Licking County, and they're also a member of the Better Business Bureau. They're determined to consistently deliver the best in service, which means they offer uh, personalized attention to every single one of their customers. You'll find that um, they always take the time to listen to you, and that uh, they can always source out the right policy for you and your personal situation and your budget. 
And you know, well, you can't avoid the unexpected. You can't make sure that you're protected in the event of an accident or unfortunate event. Give yourself the peace of mind that comes with knowing you have a comprehensive insurance policy. Nader's Insurance, they offer plans for cars, commercial vehicles, motorcycles, ATVs, boats, and personal watercraft. In addition, they can also set you up with an SR-22 if that's what you need. That's Nader's Insurance, 17 South 4th Street, Newark, Ohio. That's 740-345-1278. That's 740-345-1278. And hey, when you stop in, just tell them Bob sent you. Hey, are you in the mood for wood-fired pizza or street tacos? Or how about just some of the best food in Licking County? Well, if you are, then head on over to Elliott's Wood-Fired Kitchen and Tap at 16 West Main Street in Newark, Ohio. They have a full menu of amazing flavors, tasty treats, delicious meals, and a variety of drinks from a full bar. Now, when you go to the pizza place and the restaurant in Newark, Ohio, you'll experience amazing service, well-prepared meals, and premier dining experience that will leave you satisfied. Whatever you're looking for, they got it there. Everything from classic pizzas, sandwiches, salads, tacos, and everything in between. That's Elliot's Wood-Fired Kitchen to Tap at 16 West Main Street, Newark, Ohio. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And check out the newest location at 724 Coriolis Drive in Pataskala. But remember one thing. It's not just wood-fired pizza. It's Elliot's Wood-Fired Pizza. That's the difference. Well, thank you all for joining me for that special interview with Cheryl Crow. We will have our regular podcast for you on Monday. I'll see you then. But until then, remember, love music, continue to seek out new music, love each other, be kind to each other, and as always, everybody, keep rocking. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.